Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Thinnest Veil podcast. I am super excited because I'm going to introduce you to someone I met through Instagram and uh, Chosen does not know this story. But um, so when I decided to, my, I have a coach and she convinced me, it took a lot of convincing that it was okay for me to be both a Christian and a witch. And I mean, I really struggled with it because I was really afraid that if I talked about witchcraft, all my Christian friends would hate me. And if I talked about Christianity, all my witchy pagan friends would hate me. And so I really like I I struggled with it for like a year. And then she's like, you need to just do it. You just got to start talking about all these things, all these messages you're getting and all these things you're experiencing because you're talking to God and you're super magical. So you have to do this. And I was like, "Okay, here we go. And I thought. You're going to appreciate this so much. I thought that I was inventing the hashtag Christian witch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the giggle. I did not. I, 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 I clicked on that hashtag and found thousands of people. And I was all, wait just a minute. I can love Jesus and be super fucking magic. I know. Mind blowing. Right. I was like, wait a minute. God put me here this way. Like this is, this is like creator's purpose for me. Oh, (laughs) so I am so excited y'all to be with me today with, um, someone who I really love and adore from afar because we don't even live near each other. Um, would you introduce yourself to my listeners? Yeah, absolutely. That is such a cute story. I love that. Yeah. I, when I started looking and I saw all these posts there as well, it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm not crazy. Uh, so yes. I feel that. Um, but yeah, hi, my name is Chosen. I am a certified professional psychic medium, empathic healer, and light worker. I'm an ordained minister. I host the Christian Witch Podcast, and I am the associate pastor of an online church for Christian witches called Christian Witch and the Craft. We have about 10,000 people over there. So if you guys are looking for a church family, feel free to go check it out. Lots of good teaching. And then I also um, own a training academy called the Elysium Academy of Mystical Arts, where I teach people witchcraft, healing, psychic development, have some healing and mediumship courses coming this spring. And yeah, that's that's pretty much all you need to know about me. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can find me at christianwitchhtx.com or pretty much at christianwitchhtx is usually all of my handles on social media. So um, I think I gave you the full spiel. <laughs> you did give me the full spiel. And we're going to connect to all your stuff uh, in the show notes too. I'm just, I'm so happy to see you today and be with you today because And I think this is where I want to start because I I feel like for so many of the people who are connected with me and so many of the people who work with me, one of the things that they really struggle with is this idea that they have to be either or, right? You can't possibly have a deep and abiding faith in Christianity and also have a deep and abiding spiritual practice that is expansive and rooted in, in paganism and you know in the seasons and in the earth and in all the things that that are so important to us as witches and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how it is that you like what did you wrestle with and how is it that you've come you came to this place where you actually created a church for Christian witches yeah um so to be fair, I just, I joined the church and I am the associate pastor over there. Oh, great. Um, but, but, um, 
I, so I'm very, very blessed and lucky that my faith background, like we believed in all of the gifts of the, of God, uh, prophesying, um, healing, dream interpretation, miracle signs and wonders, but we were trained and taught how to expect those things, how to pray for those things. Like that needs to be like the base level. Um, and so I'm very lucky that we encourage that. Um, now at the same time, like as light years ahead of the curve as my church happened to be, um, they saw their own issues. Um, and what you'll notice in a lot of ministry nowadays is anything that's not, that they're so quick to rope anything under the words witchcraft or um, paganism that is just non-Christian. It's all paganism or witchcraft. And what their meaning is manipulation or domination or control over someone's will. And yes, I agree that's incorrect and harmful. But anyways, um, my whole thing was I was so used to expecting and seeking out that supernatural um, experience and getting to know the actual spirit of the creator and understanding their character more and, you know, hearing their voice and, you know, developing that relationship that it led me down a path where I just, I, I studied and I studied and I learned. And the more I kind of weeded through the nonsense and just started judging everything by the spirit of the word, AKA the character of the Holy Spirit, I began to say, oh, wait a minute. Some of these things are exactly the same. They're just using different words. Now, I won't dive into like, you know, there's obviously caveats and nuances like people out there with the worst intentions, but we were created to be supernatural. We were created and given authority and dominion. We are co-heirs and we live um, as ambassadors of the kingdom in which there is no lack. And so all we have to do is pull on that resource. And so for me, the more I got to know the Holy Spirit, the more I realized like, wait a minute, I think some of these things do go hand in hand. And then I started digging deeper into the scripture, hermeneutics, reader relevance, and turns out it was never condemned. Um, <clears throat> the Bible talks about um, these things in like eight spots. And typically it says something like, uh, like don't, don't use mediumship or whatever, but you have to look at the root word there and like what it would have meant to an ancient Israelite because that's who they were talking to. And not everyone had a copy of the scripture. Um, and so they would have to understand what it meant. And it literally meant that those words there, and, and I have an episode of this on the podcast, but, um, just as an example, it, it always comes down to something like, don't use these abilities to harm someone. Yes. Don't use these abilities to extort someone, which is what a lot of people do nowadays. They'll, they'll message people on Instagram. They'll be like, greetings, beloved. I have a dire message for you. I need $10,000. Like, <laughs> like that's wrong. <laughs> I think this is so important for people here, though, because it, this is, first of all, thank you for saying there is no lack. There is abundance is everywhere. There is. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for saying that. One yeah. of my most favorite verses <clears throat> in the Bible um, is the pre-King James version. Oh my gosh. I can't see the spine of it. Cause I can't remember what it's called. I might have to jump up and grab it, but, um, I love what you're talking about, about the words used and language used, because it wasn't until the King James Bible, that version of the Bible is what flipped everything into being so bad. So terribly mm -hmm. horrible, bad. And the versions before are not, 
And, mm-hmm. and I think it's really important for people to understand and acknowledge which version of the Bible. It's the new Geneva Bible. That's the one that I love so much. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's got all the these and the thous and it makes me so happy. But one of the things that I really want people to hear and understand is that the direct interpretation of the words originally used in the Bible are not the same. They've been twisted up over time. Um, And I think that is such a really good message to help people weed through the nonsense. Because I think for so many people who've been harmed by Christianity, which is a lot of the people that you and I work with. Yeah. The struggle is that harm. It's that they love God. They know creator. They know God, but Mm -hmm. they think they're not allowed to, or they shouldn't, or that something is wrong in that connection with spirit. Yeah. I, I, I often see, and this is my personal take on it, but I often feel like it's, and I, I mean this in the truest sense of the word, it's a genuine ignorance. Like we don't know because people don't know what they don't know. And it's like, if you've never been taught like how to seek out the meaning of a word in scripture, or if you don't know what hermeneutics are or reader relevance and stuff like that's not your fault. Um, it's not your fault that you, you know, sat in a congregation and had someone preach opinions at you that were incorrect and harmful. Um, and so it's, it's breaking down some of those lies, you know, like, I think that's really how I got to where you were saying earlier, like mending the two was like, who said they never could go together? Let's go see if that was ever true, if that was ever actually in the Bible, and it wasn't. And that's how we ended up mending the two. Um, yeah. So yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, it's so important that people understand, like, this is what the scripture actually says. Like, for instance, the Bible never says this too shall pass. People say it like it's in scripture all the time. Does not say that anywhere. Um, so we have to be willing to challenge what we're told scripture says, and what we're told about the character of God. Um and I always say, if it doesn't line up with unconditional, perfect love, compassion, kindness, and yes, there can be moments where it's like a righteous theory, but again, righteous being the operative word, um, it's never like a, oh, you're bad, I'm punishing you, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, um, speaking of challenging what we're told, could you talk a little bit about, because I've noticed there's just as much zealotry on the witchcraft side of things. Oh my gosh. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? It's one of the things that always, when I, when my clients come to me and the people that I work with come to me, they're always so afraid of practicing wrong. Right. And one of the things I always tell them is if you are not doing harm, listen to your instinct and your intuition. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about what you have experienced and the rules, like all the the main one intuition but would you talk about that for a minute i'll shut up yeah no you're good the main one that comes to mind is like this idea of appropriation and it's like okay we have to look at what we believe okay if we're all one like it's it's one thing to dishonor and to steal something and you know set up shop two weeks later after learning about it to try to make a quick buck you know like obviously that is wrong that is dishonoring that is hateful and deceiving but the more you become educated in the mystical arts, you realize we're all doing the same thing and we're using different words for it. And so I feel like, again, it's that genuine people don't know what they don't know. And so they think that these things are being stolen and really we're just connecting the dots and saying, oh, this is what this is doing over here. And I I have an appreciation and an honoring respect for this, this culture, you know, for instance, like um, honey jar spells or sweetening spells, you know, people, you know, 
get really bent out of shape over things on social media, particularly. Um, and, and honestly, I think it really just comes down to, again, a lack of uh, maybe not education, but I guess like availability to learn more about this topic in general. Um, but yeah, appropriation is the main one that pops up for me. It's so like, you can't do that. Like you can't breathe through your left nostril. That's a shaman practice. Like what? <laughs> just, there's so much stuff that gets taken overboard, but they literally, people literally don't know. And they have a genuine like concern. And so part of it's rewarding because you're able to say, listen, like take a breath, like you're fine. You're not doing anything wrong. But then it's, it's also beautiful to watch them connect the dots. Like, oh, this isn't wrong. And you're right. This is the same thing as, you know, maybe what my culture over here says. Um, another thing is, <coughs> it's, how do I say this? The zealotry, that's a good word. Um, we have the diehards in the, the Christian community that are very, uh, what do you call it? Um, brimstone and fire. Oh, and then we have the, fire and brimstone, yeah. There we go, yes. And then we have the, um, and then we have equal, position to people outside of the church who are just as condemning of anything that someone like you or I who comes from a Christian background and is also sharing in this practice of witchcraft, which by the way is a practice, it's not a religion in and of itself, um, they they can get really bent out of shape when they don't understand. And so it, it's kind of, it's eye-opening because you, you, you would think that you're getting away from some of that once you kind of like exit mainstream ministering in um, the Western church, so to speak. And then you get over here and you're like, wow, like this really is universal. And you just have to love people where they are and not get hung up on where they're not and choose your battles wisely. Like you don't have to, one of the things I teach my students is that we are always seeking to take the light into places it's not wanted and to educate when appropriate. But that does not mean we have to change everyone's views about things in the world. We don't have to teach them. We don't have to educate or correct them um, every time something comes up. We can, we can allow them to come to their own conclusions and not rob them of the lessons they're supposed to learn. You know, we can't do the work for them either. So I think this is so important. The appropriation thing in particular, um, as a Native American woman, and also as a Celtic woman, <laughs> Celtic mm -hmm. ancestry, right? Mm -hmm. I have, I have really tried to help people understand figuring out your ancestral lineage, because that is the blood that flows through you. Right. Mm -hmm. like, like me really connecting to my ancestry is how I really figured out the magic that resonates with my soul. Right. Mm -hmm. that, that I know how to practice intuitively. Right. Mm -hmm. I think this is where people really get hung up in the appropriation is they, they, they see the bright and shining and they don't listen to their intuition. They don't listen to their heart. Yeah. They don't listen to their soul saying, actually your background is this and this and this go there, my friend, mm -hmm. go that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Listen to how spirit is resonating with you. Listen to how spirit is talking to you. Listen to the practices that spirit is leading you towards. Because that's how you figure um, out that soul calling magic that gets mixed up in all these other rules and regulations about high holidays and the this calendar and that calendar and like really, you mm -hmm. know, 
I, I mean, I was, um, I've really been studying the Codex Borgia, which is an old Aztec way of keeping time. Mm-hmm. And because my ancestors from Southern Utah come from that all the way back to Aztec and lineage, right? And so understanding mm-hmm. that way of keeping time has become something that's been very helpful to me in my practice. And this is where I think people, I, I really hope that people are listening to this understand not everyone is a shaman. Yeah. Right. Not everyone is a yogini. Like not everyone is, is meant to teach the practice of yoga. Right. Yeah. Which is also a spiritual practice. So when you follow, when you follow your ancestry, that's how you led into the power that is yours by generational default. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder, um, I wonder if you'll talk a little bit more about uh, love because this toxic positivity thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> not allowing people to be mad or sad, right? Like everyone. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but could you <clears throat> talk about how love has played a role in your life and what, what that has meant for you in your practice? Yeah. Um, I think, honestly, I always hear this phrase. Um, come to mind and it literally it just says love always love like in everything I do like love has to be the center even if I'm ticked off doing it at least I'm at least aware like hey you know what like this person is hurting they're not thinking clearly and you can love love on them you know what I'm saying um I think that hmm I guess how do I answer this there's a lot of a lot of things forming through my head So for me, I've always been very connected to Holy Spirit in general. Um, And I believe that Holy Spirit is the ultimate um, level of love. I believe that um, that that character and that kindness and that um, that goodness, um, the I, I, that's what I try to judge everything by. And so um, for me, um, we can get into this toxic positivity where we're like, you know, oh, everything's love and light, but like that doesn't allow people the human experience. And we're not completely regenerated and ready to ascend or transition or be with the Lord, like whatever you want to call it. Like we're still here and we still signed on to, to learn lessons and to, to, to go through cycles and to live our life with purpose. And so um, there have been time in my life where, you know, I've, I've made new friends and I had to say like, hey, listen, like I love hanging out with you. Um, however, like I feel like you may have me a little bit on like a pedestal. Um, and because at the second that I wasn't, just like super love and light and whatever, it freaked them out. I was like, I'm allowed a bad day. Like I'm human. (laughs) We're human. Um, I think that is so important (laughs) is to recognize that we are humans. We are here having a human experience. Exactly. I I love how uh, Megan Watterson, she wrote Mary Magdalene Revealed, which if you Mm. haven't read it, it's like one of the greatest books ever written. But good, I have it on about, my list. Oh, it's so good. 
um she talks about how the 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 purpose of the body is to host the soul the soul is here to have this experience and that's why we have this body so the soul can do this thing called humaning right mm-hmm. and 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 i think that this is so interesting because i've been wrestling with this myself a lot like um like when i'm angry i have anger i'm an angry person <laughs> And it it freaks my family and my friends out. Like it totally freaks them out. And I'm like, but I'm human. We're here to human. So yeah, those of you who are listening, you are here to have the full gamut of emotion, right? We're here to have the whole range until we're dead, right? Like if we're still here, we're going to have the range of emotion because you cannot know darkness without light and you cannot know light without dark. And not only that, it's, the more spiritual you are, the more likely you are to have those emotional outbursts or meltdowns because <clears throat> what's happening, and I won't dive too far into this because I want to take up your time, but it's empathic ability at that point that's being increased. And again, our culture genuinely doesn't educate or generally doesn't educate on this stuff. So we don't know how to own our energy. We don't know how to shield and block the flow or at least slow it down. And so we're taking on, we're taking on, we're taking on, we're taking on. And then all of a sudden we blow up and it's usually on the people that we're closest to. And that's because we feel the safest to, to, to combust there. Um, and this literally is, we have to give ourselves grace and understand, oh, like we're not secretly psychotic or like frauds or, you know, we're not terrible people because we've had these moments. Um, I do believe it gets better once, you know, you do understand how to control um, that flow of energy. But at the same time, like, If you don't know, you don't know. You have to give yourself grace and you can have a complete and total meltdown in five seconds later. Like, I'm so sorry, you know? Yes, love. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. It's like drinking a fire hose. <laughs> yes. Yes. While you're learning, boy, howdy, does it, it becomes oh. very intense. And all it of sure us does. have that experience. And so for those of you who are listening, like that is a totally normal thing to like completely wig out and then go, oh, I know what happened there. Yeah, but then it's about owning your energy, yep. neutralizing any incorrect harmful energy you let out during that breakdown, and then just saying, hey, I'm sorry, I love you. And what, what forgiveness does is not only does it cross out, process out energy that we're not, that, that's not meant for us anymore, it's a release of that energy, but it also resets the standard, okay? So it's like, oh, we're not keeping score, we're not keeping tab on what this person did when they were pushed to the limit. It's like, as if it, it's almost like it never happened. Yeah, yeah. So of that granted like don't let other people manipulate you and you know like be aware of what's going on I'm not saying there aren't narcissists and things out there that you should be aware of patterns yes what I'm saying is like if you're genuinely you know especially in this still doing uh, living a life of service and you get into it every now and then just own your energy own your part don't own other people's part for it and then just resume you know yes I love that so much. I love it so much. Um, one last question for you. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry. I'm coughing you guys. That's okay. It's all right. We understand. We live in the land of pandemics. Like we're so oh my goodness. coughing now. Literally. Mm. I know it's something. Um, when you, when you think about what you wish you would have known, before you connected all of these pieces together like if you were starting brand new again and you could like tell yourself hey 
here's what you need to know. Here's what, here's the message I want to give to you. What would you say to yourself? Huh. Oh, um, so I think, I think the, the main message I would tell myself like from the get-go is it would be like assuring that well, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, where, where, where are we restarting from? Um, I mean, you could okay. start from like being three. I don't know. Like, okay, let's do that. Then. How early um, do you want to start? Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking, I'm like, well, are we starting from like where we started connecting the dots between Christianity and witchcraft? We're we starting at, you know, adulthood, like, a, but you know what? Yeah. I think no matter where I am in life, and no matter where anyone listening at in life is, the main message that you need to know is that you are absolutely wonderful you are absolutely loved beyond a shadow of a doubt regardless of what you do today what you don't do today your purpose in life is to love God and be loved by God and you cannot fail at that and so everything you do is is a part of the journey and figuring stuff out it's okay to not be okay it's okay not to have answers but you are loved regardless of what you do and you deserve your portion of the very best so don't be afraid because God is a God is a God of love, of compassion, and healing. He does not punish. He does not hate. He does not cause um, repercussions if you mess up. Um, and I would just say, listen to your heart. Follow your heart even more than you know you you did the first time. So. I love that so much, Chosen. Thank you so much for being with me today. Y'all, you. go follow, go like, go do all the things. Um, I will have everything in the show notes. So all of you can, um, be sure to connect with all of this amazing, beautiful magic. I'm so happy. I am not alone and we're not, I'm not. And it just, it makes my heart just explode with joy that I'm not. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing in the world. And I'm, I'm really grateful you're there to support the witches because I, I think they're wrestling for for magical intuitive empathic beings is often harder it's a harder sound often than it is is to recognize this deep divine love of god and then translate that over to magic i think it's 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 hard for people and i'm just so i'm grateful for the work that you're doing it's really great you know what i'm this Mm -hmm. is just i'm I'm hearing this and so i'm just gonna say it because i feel like it goes on along with everything that we said especially your last question, but I think something that's really important for me is that in, in no matter what subject I was seeking out, whether it was magic, mysticism, salvation, um, sexuality, whatever it was in scripture or whatnot, I'm very, I'm so thankful that this is something I would want to make sure I knew if I were to do it again, is that my commitment to the truth be more important than me being right or wrong. So if I'm wrong, that's fine, but I want to know the truth and I want to know what it actually says. And I want to know what is for me and what is not. And I'm very blessed and very excited that turns out I wasn't wrong, but um, I think that's really important. And so I I guess I'll just leave you guys that. Um, Just make sure that you are speaking love and truth above all else and that you're not trying to justify, you know, your, your bad habits. Ah, well, that gave me the full body chills. So that's really great. (laughs) Thank you so much for all those that you are listening. Don't forget, I have a new 
amazing Shopify site where you can download 15 minute audios of using your intuition in love, career, and life. Uh, Chosen, thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon.